0: For more information on the Mormon Files Internet Video Program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. I thank God and the volunteers who make this possible. I'd like to begin with a prayer. Dear Lord, we're grateful for this opportunity and pray your spirit will be with me and with my guest tonight that we'll be able to say things that will soften hearts and uh, allow others to understand that there is life after Mormonism. Grateful to you. We love you and appreciate your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thane Hansen, we welcome you tonight. It's good to be here. Appreciate you being here. We visited with your wife last week. We didn't get to talk to her very much about how you two met. Uh, tell us just a little bit about that before we begin your journey out of Mormonism.
2: Okay. We, we met over a dating site. Yeah. And, that, and uh, we kind of hit it off pretty good and stuff. And uh, we both wanted a marriage where we could pray together and uh, where we could support each other, where we read the Bible. and Yeah. And, it, you know. Wonderful. Stud- studied in that, and we both had that same desire. So.
1: Yeah, well, maybe we'll get back to her as she fits into your story. But tell us a little bit about your history as a Latter-day Saint.
2: Okay, I, I was born and raised in Garden City, and when I turned eight, uh, my mom uh, wanted to have me baptized, so I had yeah. got baptized, and then I made it to twelve, and so I got. Became ordained a deacon. a deacon.
1: Now, just for anyone that doesn't know, Garden City's up by Bear Lake, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's okay. on the south end. All right, almost and, south end. And your family was active in the church, and you? No, were,
2: not so much. Not so much. You know, mom and dad were both members, but yeah. uh, they kind of inactive, and she would call people to get us uh, rides to church and things, and uh, then my sister got them more active in the 90s, and. Uh, so they were kind of active, yeah. in that, and they w- went ahead and was sealed in the temple. And
1: oh, they stuff. got sealed in the temple, yeah. finally. And then
2: they, they passed away right after the 2002 Olympics and stuff oh, that spring.
1: Okay, But you were ordained a deacon, and then did you go through the rest of the priesthood there, a yeah. teacher and priest? Yeah, I
2: went teacher and priest, and then mm-hmm. I started going to seminary and reading and studying more. Yeah. and that. So that didn't fit in real well with you know any of my beliefs and that, but I started dating a girl from... Idaho there and uh, so her family was really active and it had to be a temple wedding and stuff so <laughs> I just went a, went ahead with it and we got married in the temple. Oh, well, you did? Which temple? You know, the Salt Lake Temple. Oh,
1: when you say it didn't fit in with your beliefs, you ha- as a young man you had Go, some thoughts about?
2: Going to seminary and that, you know, when we read the Bible there was a lot of scriptures and they just, the seminary teacher just, you know, kind of blew over the uh, problems like when... Uh, the first vision you know we we read through moses and in moses it says you know no man can see god and all he would let him see of jesus was just walking by and uh, watch the shadow of his, well, that and very prof- his finger and that and uh, then you come to john and you study john and it says nobody you know can see the face of god and then it, you know. Joseph Smith not only sees the face of God, he sees the whole body and Jesus, and they're all together. And
1: yeah, two things, separate so. people. And, that, yeah. and then
2: when, when you read the first part of John, you know, it kind of tells you, you know, there's only one God and stuff. So.
1: And you were paying attention to this as a young teenager, apparently. I, re- I
2: read a lot, and it all wow. kind of stuck. So.
1: Well, I kind of read some of that stuff, but it sure didn't strike me at the time. I guess I just. Uh, accepted the church's explanation for things, mm-hmm. and
2: I, I asked questions, and they just kind yeah. of
1: you know,
2: <laughs> went on without really answering it and stuff so
1: so getting back to your marriage, you you say you prepared and went through the temple and you became an elder, I guess, and the yeah. Melchizedek priesthood and so how was your temple marriage and that experience going through the temple?
2: It was just kind of like uh, making do you know and going going through it because up in that area it's a full Mormon society yeah, and community and community. stuff, you know. So you don't question it much, you know. You just go ahead and yeah. work and uh, through it. And uh, early in uh, the marriage, and I got drafted and spent a few months over in Thailand. And one night we was overrun. So while laying in the grass, you know, you just think, you know, praying.
1: Overrun by the enemy, you yeah. mean? Wow, in and, Thailand.
2: And wow. So you. You know, I prayed and stuff because the people were running right, you know, just two or three feet from you in the tall grass, and we were Air Force, so we only had, uh, you know, the grass and yeah. our white T-shirts and stuff from works on the flight line, mm. and that. So, and then while I was over there, I read the Bible once, and that. and then when we got back home, uh, we went to church and you know the regular Mormon family and yeah. stuff, and that. And then I started going to uh, Stephen Henniger's and I graduated and then I transferred to Weber State. And when up at Weber State, right across from the business administration building, there was an institute. So I took the institute for a buck and then I, it was cheaper than buying a Weber State parking So studio. you were able to park was, at the
1: institute, but you was, also went to institute. Yes,
2: I, I took every, every class. And, and how uh, many
1: children did you have uh, at this point?
2: Graduated from there.
1: Oh, you graduated from Weber State. Yeah. Okay, I have great.
2: four kids. One was born in 1970, and the last one was born in 1981. Wow. And I started it out with two boys and then ended with two girls.
1: Okay. And so did you, and they were active in the church and baptized? Yeah, exactly. and, and your wife stayed active in the church?
2: Yeah. Well, in later years, as the kids were junior high and high school and that, she pretty well stayed home and sent me and the kids. and Really? Uh, so that's... Oh.
1: So. Well, you did you go to the temple very often after your marriage?
2: I did in the '70s and stuff, and then, I after going to the institute and more studying and stuff, you know, and that's where I started reading a lot of books, and I read the B. H. Roberts uh, books, and he was one of my favorite ri- church writers. Yeah, he was a ch- that,
1: church historian. Yeah, he, I think Quorum of the Seventy, yeah. and
2: uh, so he, you know, wrote some books to Joseph's uh, letters to. Joseph Fielding Smith, and through their conversations, and that it leads you to believe, you know, that the Book of Mormon had some major problems. And
1: yeah, I, I and read so. that B. H. Roberts book, and it challenged me too. He, and it challenged him. He couldn't answer some of the questions. So, what were some of the other things that disturbed you or bothered you about things that you had learned?
2: Just the more I read, the more it almost proved that there wasn't anything there, and I just kept on going because it would break up the family and. Throw trauma into the kids and yeah. stuff, so we kept going. And me and my daughters got real good at playing connect the dots in the back row and in church. <laughs> in church, so.
1: And again, your wife wasn't going at this no, point. Not at that time. Now, why wasn't she going? Was she so. having the same feelings or?
2: No, she was just staying home. They were they were a really active family and stuff, so she just chose to stay home rather than go with us.
1: Wow, and so. did that? Did you put her on any? A kind of a guilt trip? No, or we,
2: we didn't talk about it much, really.
1: Really? It just, you just let it happen? Yeah. Yeah. So did your children get, uh, have they remained active in the church?
2: Uh, I've got a, both my daughters are pretty well leaning towards Christianity, and hmm. and then I've got one son that's in, uh, been inactive ever since he graduated from high school, and then my other son and that uh, was married in the temple and that, but he's pretty well fallen away as, oh. and things, so.
1: Well, so now, what what kind of really tripped you or tri- triggered you coming out of the church? I mean, you were going to church and studying, taking all the institute classes, was it?
2: Most, mostly the reading and uh, un- the inability for the teachers and the professors over in the institute to answer any questions and stuff when you, you know, uh, took one class at Weber State that was uh, from Dr. Mormon that taught uh, Western civilization history and that. And yeah. he, he covered the land uh, bridge from Russia over to Alaska and on down and showed where all the pottery uh, dates were from up on the land bridge and where they originated at. And then they,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> you know, so that they can show people coming that way, but they can't. Find other people. When you ask questions over an institute about that, yeah. they don't go on the land land bridge. They go on yeah. the on the submarines. And
1: well, and that's what B. H. Roberts kind of explained how the linguistics was a problem. The archaeology there's no archaeology to support the Book of Mormon. There's no coins or chariots and swords. And and they he, he said something about the linguistics that the Hebrew language and whatever language they spoke couldn't have gone away completely from the time that uh, the Nephites were destroyed to the time Columbus came or something. That's only about so, 400 years. Well, it's closer to a 1,000, well, but it still, yeah. uh, it couldn't have been. At least that was his contention is yeah. that there was something. So so these kind of things just kept uh, get <laughs> in multi- the back of your mind. kept multiplying
2: and stuff. And yeah. uh, I was gospel doctrine teacher through the last half of the 70s mm. and stuff. So after the reading and studying going to institute, and stuff. I I just finally started saying no to most uh, all callings and things wow. like that. So, so
1: you're a gospel doctrine teacher for a yeah. while.
2: So then, then I was made a seventy and go through the uh, seventy splits with the missionaries and stuff. And
1: and that's the old days when they had, seventies in the wards, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I was never very much on, going out to the people. So I was a poor seventy <laughs> by no, you know not wanting to go on the missionary splits and yeah. stuff and that. So.
1: Well, so what, what finally happened then with your uh, marriage and with your time in the church? You just eventually just quit going? Yeah,
2: the church kind of fell apart because yeah. after my youngest daughter uh, left and stuff, then I figured there was no reason for me to go to church and stuff. So uh, and th- then our marriage just fell apart for probably the lack of better words, just inability to communicate.
1: Did you feel guilty about, or uh, guilty is maybe not the best word, but did you feel badly about this marriage for time and all eternity now that was kind of falling apart?
2: No, even at that time, I, you know, he he says in the New Testament, you know, there's no giving in heaven, you know, for marriage or things and that. So when you start reading that, you you, know, I felt that there wasn't any marriage made on earth that was Hmm. eternal that would last forever when... When the Savior tells his 12 apostles that there's not going to be any marriage, marriage in, in, heaven. in heaven.
1: So, speaking of the Bible, how did you feel about the Bible as a, as a Latter-day Saint?
2: It was never covered too much. In a, uh, a lot of times in the Gospel Doctrine manual and that, it would have a couple of re- references you know, for the Bible and then a... You know a couple for the Book of Mormon and then I would dig up stuff outside of the teacher's manual you know with the books I had because I had the full complement of the box of history of the church and then I read B.H. Roberts and I read Joseph Smith's story though where he's on the front cover of the black book
1: yeah, did you have some interesting uh, discussions in your gospel doctrine lessons? Then did you bring up controversial issues? Or? No,
2: not really controversial. So you played stuff. the. So it was it was a pretty good class. You did and it the way you were supposed to, I yeah. guess. And
1: yeah, but you're right. We just pull out little verses here and there from the Bible and kind of use those to support uh, Mormon doctrine, really, but not really study the Bible. How do you feel now about the Bible?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, I've always read the Bible. I've Probably read, read it a half a dozen times, cover to cover. Yeah. Plus, I've studied it, and uh, uh, my wife and I both read. the. Uh, she reads every night, and yeah. I read a few nights and yeah. stuff of the Bible and uh, some Beth Moore books and mm. things like that. So we, we have a good relationship as far as studying and well, re- reading the Bible. and
1: Well, stuff, so. praise God for that. Now, did you have, uh, after your, so you went, uh, how, how long were you married then before you divorced?
2: uh we were together about 38 39 years and oh, then it's, my goodness. it's taken uh 3 years working on the divorce and wow stuff so quite a uh, while
1: yeah so that must have been really difficult to to go through that and again how and she never did get very active in the church or
2: i don't know what she's done since we separated, but uh, yeah. she was never active the last wow. 10 or 15 years that we were
1: wow. married. So how did you... Now, I don't know exactly when you quit being active in the church, but was there a period of time that you were both... that you were just not... you were married, but not doing anything with the church? Yeah, Is just that, not going. Yeah. How did you feel about so, God and
2: Jesus at this point? I kept reading the Bible and different books and stuff, so... Yeah. Uh, I pretty well figured Jesus was our Savior. Yeah. And... Things So, fi- finally, I uh, wanted to get out of the church and couldn't and stuff, you know, and so I just let let it be and then just read it home. And yeah. You never
1: had any thoughts of going back and being active in the church? Or? No,
2: I've never had one thought about going back.
1: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> All right. So, now, tell us about your uh, time. I, I, did you have a moment, a born-again experience, as it were, that uh, kind of brought you to Christ? And
2: pretty well, uh you know, praying to Jesus when I was over in Thailand and and then a lot of the prayers that prayed to him, you know, he answers and yeah. things. So that, I think that's the biggest thing when something's really tough in your life and you pray to him. And I, he doesn't answer them all, but he'll... he'll...
1: So it's kind of a process for you. Do you feel like you become a new creature in Christ?
2: Yes, I think so.
1: Yeah. Different than you were as a, a Latter-day Saint? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you feel like you have a different relationship with him now, and than you did as a, a Latter-day Saint, I guess.
2: Yeah, we you can have a relationship now. Before, it was never even suggested that there would be a re, you know a relationship or.
1: Why do you think like that, that is?
2: Uh, I studied the occult, so we will probably don't want to go down there. But <laughs> uh, a lot of it's uh, control of. Members' minds and stuff to keep them yeah. where you want them, rather than let them, you know, tell them to read and investigate and discuss and things. It's not a real big thing to yeah. Mormons if you're reading outside of the church literature and stuff. So that
1: isn't looked upon very favorably, is no, it? Not In fact, not at all. I think if people actually have a question and they go to a bishop or a state president, I think they're more likely to to be told not to research to not to study,
2: I'd have to not to that. talk
1: to the person that you've been talking to.
2: Yeah, to disassociate.
1: Yeah, and to just go pray. Where I know in the church they say that the glory of God is intelligence and that the truth will make us free, but they don't want you really checking. I can't even imagine a bishop or a stake president saying to you, now, you, know, you go research that question and check it out. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anyone ever saying that.
2: But they do, you know, so they...
1: And then they tell you to go pray. Maybe they tell yeah. you to go read the Book of Mormon and pray about it.
2: And pray, and then they, uh, also the. You know, I'm 62 almost, so they <laughs> never come through and said to. Uh, you know, get the bur- burning but in your bosom or the burning bosom, yeah, and the that burning or fe- bosom. feelings and that, and I never did get any. Thing while I was in. In, act, in you the know, church that whole time. Mormon. And that, so.
1: Even as an elder going through the temple, it, even in the seminary, did you ever bear your testimony? No,
2: I never bear my my testimony, even in seminary or institute. Now, in when you church. gave
1: your gospel doctrine lessons, did you never, ever finish with a testimony of sorts mm-hmm. when you concluded? I
2: don't, I don't remember of doing it and stuff. We just kind really? of closed down and had a prayer and
1: yeah, stuff. So interesting.
2: And that, but then while I was a high priest and yeah. stuff, you know, I just. I I found it was a lot easier to go to church after I was ordained a high priest if I went a few minutes late because they didn't ask you to say the prayer and you could slip in on the back back row and and then, you know, get out of the building just as soon as the person says, you know, amen. Amen,
1: for, huh? For, so what, what, how did you become a high priest? What was the occasion there? They phased,
2: phased out the se- 70s. Oh, and that's right. Some were moved back <clears> to <throat> elders, and because of my age. You, and that, they made you a high uh, priest. Yeah, they made me a high priest.
1: What do you understand about high priests now? Uh,
2: no such thing other than the one. <laughs> There's been one high priest. One, one and he, he's magnificent. <laughs> yeah,
1: Christ. Christ is our high priest. Um, so, Again, this contrast between Mormon and Christian in terms of the Bible and and Jesus. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that. The Bible and Jesus? Yeah. And And as an LDS person and what you understand and what you've heard, and now your walk is as a Christian.
2: Well, the the Mormons uh, do cover Jesus, you know, to some degree and stuff, but it's not the one that will make you change your walk and... uh, change your life, and that is just, just, you know...
1: Just our older brother, isn't he?
2: Just our older brother. Whereas a
1: Christian, he's God, Almighty, the Sovereign God. And
2: And the Word became flesh. Yeah, and the
1: Word became flesh. And he died on the cross for us and for our sins.
2: To institute grace in our lives and make it possible that we can have eternal life with him.
1: Yeah, and the LDS don't teach that. The grace. The in the Book of Mormon it says we we're saved by grace after all we can do, which is totally different uh, than the, what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we're saved by grace, and if if not, then Christ died in vain. It says in Galatians or Ephesians. So, um, and that's part of the process, I think, of becoming a new creature. Don't you think? Uh, and, I think so. Yeah.
2: And now you, uh, your faith has to be solid, I think, and yeah. stuff. So. Uh, my wife uh, baptized me on the day we got married. So
1: oh, she did. So well, I, let's bring us forward a little bit. Now you said you got divorced. got divorced. Your children were were they upset at that? Is that was that no, difficult really. for them? They could see it coming. They, they were out
2: of the out, out of the house, house by then. Everything. So they
1: yeah after thirty eight years <laughs> yeah it didn't
2: didn't make too much uh, yeah you know, difference to them and stuff, so. And did
1: you, f- were you born again at this point, did you feel? Were you, go- did you begin going to a Christian church? No, or?
2: I felt I had a relationship with Jesus, but I, hadn't. Been I, I wouldn't church. call it, you know, like the born again and okay. confess and stuff. That so how
1: long did Jesus that last? Had. Did you finally go to a church? and?
2: Yeah, when, uh, in the fall, before we got married, uh, you know, we started going with Teresa to her church and stuff, mm. and then I got, you know, more involved and more involved yeah. and stuff. So then, Has that
1: been good? Do you enjoy that, the yeah. association at church and the yeah, worship? It's in,
2: very enjoyable, and, and I enjoy, enjoy the Bible study and stuff on Wednesday yeah. nights and yeah. things, you know, that make make your life and make your walk, you know, so that... <laughs> did
1: you ever think you'd do that after leaving Mormonism, I mean? No,
2: when I, when I was uh, off in the black space and stuff, yeah. I never figured I would you know, go go to a church again. I figured it would just you know, more <laughs> enjoyable to read the Bible and yeah. you know, study and and I had quite quite a few books and I kept reading them and the more I read, you know, the further I knew I was in a black hole that I wouldn't be going back to Mormonism because you know, when you read, you know, the first two thousand years, third thousand years, four thousand years.
1: scowl them, you yeah. know, yeah.
2: And then you you start reading some of the books, the uh, Book of Mormon commentary and uh Pearl of Great Price commentary and things, you know, and you start comparing it. and
1: With the Bible.
2: With the Bible yeah. and what people, the people in the church tell you what they mean and stuff, and, you know, and they're not very close to what the Bible says.
1: That and is so. so different. I just never read the Bible that way before. Now I do, and I see things so totally different. I guess you've experienced that as yeah. well.
2: I, I love reading the Bible and have my highlighter and my, <laughs> Pen there so I can highlight and write notes and yeah. stuff in it. And that so it's
1: and I I, th- I find it amazing I'm finding scriptures co- constantly that I hardly ever knew I didn't even know was in the Bible and said what they do about uh, about grace and about. Uh, being saved and being born again and all those concepts about God and things that we just didn't uh, teach or understand as as Latter-day Saints. Right. So this has been joyful for you, has it? Yeah, it has been. Yeah. Been that, so. Well, and so you met Teresa, as you say, yes. uh, and uh, and she was interested in being, w- worshiping with you, and that's been joyful, I'm sure, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, she
2: was willing to tag along and... <laughs> Since then, we're yeah. we're both walking together. I think.
1: Yeah, studying and feeling. So, uh, w- what do you say to the Latter Day Saints? What would you suggest to? What if you had a minute or two to tell them something? What would you say to the Latter Day Saints? I'll
2: just bring up important parts of the Bible that they should should know and should understand, and to not be afraid to. Mingle with us apostates and ask us questions, and you know, and do, do some studying and some digging and researching books that are, you know, that uh, Tom Thomas Monson didn't write, you know, and yeah. things. And it's surprising how cheap some books are compared to LDS books, and that they write them and almost make you feel guilty if you don't buy yeah. buy the book. And their yeah. books are, you know, most yeah. of them push forty bucks or so.
1: That's a topic for another show. All the writings that they do. But it's 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 interesting how um, how different we are, or I'm sure you con- concur with this. But just so different than than our time as Latter-day Saints. Yeah,
2: and, and, a lot and different. it's distinctive. Uh-huh. I mean,
1: it's different. Yeah. And have you uh, um, your kids have, have they become have they become Christian? Did you say? Uh,
2: uh, I think my daughters are leaning that way. You yeah. Know, and then the boys, I'm just not too sure about what they're.
1: Well, it is interesting they shut down, don't they? Yeah. People, and we mentioned the word apostate, but I mean, as soon as someone finds out you're not following the Mormon way of thinking, I think their minds are so judgmental that they just close down. They won't listen.
2: They they don't want to know what happened to you or why you made the change or why you left the church or anything that's just all bad news to them and they don't want to hear about it and they just want to you know follow- follow what the bishops and high priests are, and their yeah. high council and you state think they're afraid says.
1: they'll be influenced
2: or I, that they'll I learn
1: the truth or they don't I, have time for it what is I it I
2: think a lot worry about being influenced you know because that's what they're told you know yeah that if, if they hang around us they'll
1: that's so turn surprising bad. yeah I'm just shocked at at how friends and family have have not even inquired. They know that I was active for all those years, and uh, and had such a testimony, such a really I was following it and believing it, and yet they don't come and say, "Well, Earl, tell me what you found." Or, you yeah. know. I wish they would. I'd I'd like and, to share with and them. And then
2: uh, you you know if I went on 21 summer camps with the boys and girls out of the ward, yeah, and stuff straight and things, you know, and just watching the kids grow and yeah. And they're pretty much all the same—the boys and the girls—and you know how they grow and everything. So you, you think how they can be influenced. And I look back on my high school, <laughs> and that I worked for uh, Bishop Hall and Hay part time.
1: Oh, uh, Thane, we're gonna have to cut you okay. off there. Nice to have you here. Good night.